It's life on life's terms. Whoops. What's up, uh, everybody? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> Typical. We're back with the Life on Life's Terms podcast. Little technical difficulties. I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, we still need a technical advisor, but I'm still a grateful recovering addict. And um, if anybody wants to come on board as a tech in a tech uh, um, capacity, we'd love that. And uh, like I always say... Um, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program. No idea what that pop-up window is. Never saw that. But no, that's anybody's just, that's out just there say who, working on your live stream. Anybody's so. out there who um, knows uh, uh, somebody who's a, a tech person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the equivalent to the little spinny wheel. Oh, the spinny wheel, okay. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, everyone? I'm a uh, recovering heroin addict. My name is Chris uh, Mandeville. We are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Once again... Um, they have uh, lots of resources here, um, lots of different meetings. Lots of good um, people. Yes, recovery coaches, you name it, everything everything that comes along with recovery um, they have here. They have Right now there's a, a woman's nurturing meeting going on um, where they address all types of stuff. They do a lot um, of nurturing. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of good people and, and resources down here. Um, and they let us use the space to provide yeah. you with this podcast. Because they're awesome. Yeah, and they've been doing it for over two years now, which yeah. we are extremely grateful for. Yeah, because they're, 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 they're caring. They're yes. good, good people. Um, so uh, tonight we got my my boy Kev Strew. Um, he's uh, <laughs> like, dude, the, ch- the changes... <laughs> the changes from when I met you to now is like unbelievable. Not, no, not only like... How you've grown up and 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 how you've become a man, but like, the, the dude, <laughs> always with the hat, like, oh my god, it was like, if you know Kev, scroll like way back into his pictures and you can see it. He was he was yeah. speaking at a meeting one night, and I was like, oh man, I got to do this. I went all the way back, and people sitting around me, I was like, yo, look what he used to do. <laughs> and they were like, no way, that's the same kid. And I'm like, yep, because yeah. like the the difference is like. In, it's, it's crazy, you know. So I can't even believe people like hung out with me. Back <laughs> I know, but like a lot of the people that we know have have like been through all that. You know For what sure. I mean? And and they've changed and oh, we've watched God. them grow. The so, priorities and the and the and the uh, just everything, everything, yeah. everything changes. It's crazy. You grow up a little bit around here. Yes. Yeah. Learn how. Yeah. To learn. I didn't grow up till I got here. <laughs> you know you learn how like, to respect yourself too you yeah know? it was i mean it was crazy so what's your story what's, what's up, your guys? story <laughs> hey what's your story yeah uh what's up guys i'm an alcoholic <laughs> my name's kevin um yeah thanks again for asking me um I, and that's now. another thing dude up <laughs> oh, we just i just lost my sound did you hear that yeah click 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 boom click, click. i think we're okay uh yeah, we're okay still with everything, but yeah, I hope right. everyone can hear us on Facebook. You know, um, oh, did this? Nope. No, I did. It happened to mine too. Yeah, I think it was a, a, a really loud spike. We okay. probably need to be like a little, like me and you. It's we're probably always protecting right up something. Yes. Yeah. Hello. 
Sorry. Yeah, we're registering still. We good here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I've been asking you for like probably over a year. <laughs> it would oh, be yeah, like every like every like two ago. months, every month. Like, what's up, bro? You busy? <laughs> and and then he's like, bro, you gotta think that I'm lying. Like, <laughs> I got something to do this night. I got something to do this. Night. I'm like. Whatever, and then I caught him the other yeah. day. He was like, "The other day, I'm like, you got me. Yeah, you got me, dude. Nothing okay. going on. <laughs> I got nothing. So, so all, all right. So, what's going on? Yeah. So, thank you guys for asking me. Um, it's amazing what you guys are doing here. Um, Thanks. Definitely, definitely uh, appreciate that for sure. And this like whole recovery center as a as a whole, you know. Right. Um, I can't believe you guys have been doing this for two years already. That's awesome. Hello. All right. So you're not registering on your microphone. No. Close to you. That's all. All right. Um, so, yeah, my story, uh, I grew up in Braintree, and um, I always tell this story of how, you know, I have an older sister that's like the poster child for perfection. And uh, and ever since a young age, man, I always felt less than. And, oh, uh, wow. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. I don't know why. She was just, like, so popular, and, like, then there was me. And... Uh, I just always felt less than, and um, could never get out from underneath her never, spotlight. Never. Yeah. But did you? But did you hold it against her? Um, maybe a little bit. Mm. You know, I didn't really know notice that until like I, I got sober, you know. But I just thought maybe there was something wrong with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, right. Which there was, but you know, it'd I go back and forth like low anger. self esteem, man. Always, yeah. You know? Low self esteem. I just remember seeing her. Like drinking and and partying with her friends and uh, you know I don't remember how old I was the first time I drank or anything like that. Probably like middle school or something like that. But I do remember that feeling of uh, kind of having that little ease and comfort that they talk about. And um, you know I, I was I was very you know skeptical of of doing certain things. And and I was always the kid that was like. I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that, you know? Right, right. Because that's bad, you know? And um, so... Oh, I'm not going to be like them. Yeah, I'm not going to be like them at all. Yeah. So so drinking and, and smoking weed became the regular for me. And, um, you know, from a young age, it it started taking from me before I even could realize it. And, um, you know, like I always tell this story too, is like I grew up and I always played baseball. Baseball was like my main sport, you know? It was like really the only sport that I played like in like a league and stuff. And, yeah. You know? the town and stuff and uh i wanted to be like the next ken griffey jr you know? <laughs> and uh you know i remember like freshman year you know i had this like big dream i wanted to play you know baseball and uh freshman year i went to the tryouts i did awesome like the first day right killed it second day my friends were going to smoke weed and like mm. whatever oh. after school <laughs> yeah. and, and i didn't go to tryouts you know, I went to smoke weed the right. second day. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going back. <laughs> right. I'm just going to do this. You <laughs> Easy know? to pass it up. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I ended up playing baseball, like, for the town or whatever, but not not the school. But it just was on. The chase so, was so, on. So, yeah. So it affected you, like, right away. Yeah. Right man, off like, the rip. Like it, pretty it, much it, right away. And, and I didn't even realize it. I just thought, oh, I'm going to choose this. Yeah, because I like doing this better, you know. And I re- and, uh, I remember doing that with with a with a a federal job. I worked at the VA hospital when I was sixteen, mm. and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm not going to go to work. I'm going to go <laughs> get weed. Right. Yeah, well, I remember um, I uh, I quit school, 
and I went to work full time, and then I got my GED, and then I went back to college in January because mm. they wanted to they wanted to hold me back, whatever. And then I remember the day when I went, I'm not going. Everybody's partying. <laughs> I'm just not going. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that uh, that yeah. fear of missing and that out. Was it. Yeah. You know? FOMO. Yeah. FOMO. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean. Fast forward to to that behavior of just drinking and smoking weed, um, you know, barely graduated high school and stuff like that. And um, that's when some other, you know, trying different drugs and stuff like that came in into the picture. But I said I'd never do cocaine. Didn't want to do cocaine. Yeah. That, that scared me, you know. Um, right before I graduated, I had one of my sister's best friends. Um, he, like, sold coke. And he was, like, my idol. This kid was like my idol growing up. Always had girls around him and money. And yeah, just like yeah. he was the man. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he ended up passing away. He, he killed himself. Wow. And, and that was like my thing. I'm like, I'm never going to do coke. So you, you attributed did, yeah, you, you know? attributed him to his suicide being drunk. Yeah, man. And like even before that, that happened, I was like, I started to do things just for weed that like weren't. You know, that was completely out of character. Like, I remember this one time in high school, This that kid, Mark, who, who ended up passing away, he told me he'd give me an ounce if I got him a triple beam scale. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I stole go. one from, right. from school. Science know? class. Oh, Science yeah. class. So chemistry, whatever. Stole it, right? right? There, yeah. I steal it. I put it in my backpack. Like, there was like almost like a lockdown type thing. Like, you know, they searched my locker, but I had stashed wow. it somewhere else. I ended up giving it to him. He gave me Get the ounce of weed, and uh, <laughs> it was broken. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, did you have to give the ounce so, back? <laughs> so I had to get another one. Oh, no. Yeah, I stole another one. Um, did you bring the broken one back? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Imagine getting caught bringing it back. <laughs> like, no, I don't think uh, I did that. I don't know what happened to it, but I ended up grabbing another one. But, like, I was doing that type of behavior, like, to get weed. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, one day, you know, before he passed away, there was uh he used to stash money like at my mom's house and, and, and I knew there was something going on, you know, like he was always at the house and he'd run in the room real quick and come out and I'm like, What's going on in that room? Always like so curious. Yeah, about. right. How old what age was this? I was probably like fifteen, sixteen. Mm. And um so everyone left and I was the only one in the house and I'm like, I'm going in this room, see what's up, what's going on in here, uh, you know? Yeah. So I found like a. Uh, it's like the forbidden fruit. I found like, yeah, <laughs> I found like a peanut planters container, and it was filled with money, and I was like, Whew. and I ended up taking like, I don't know, maybe five hundred dollars, and I, uh, I ended up buying <laughs> like a, co- a quarter pound of weed. Off of him? Off of him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we've been saving our money, you know what I mean? Uh, This huge lie, man. And, like, I didn't remember doing that, like, for a long time. And I was like, wow, like, I was completely out of control, like, stealing money for weed. Right, right. Kind of got off track a little. But, like, yeah, so so he ended up passing away, and I I promised myself I'd never do coke, you know? Like, Mm. that's that's bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I barely graduated Barely graduated high school, made it by, and uh, I went into landscaping like immediately, and um, you know, it was it was crazy because my father was a mailman, and and he told me a bunch of times like he could get me a job, but oh I was like, word. I have to pass a drug test. Yeah, and you know? and back then a mail wow. a mail job was 
a decent job. Now it's yeah, like so there was like man, from, from a young age, like just, Pension, just smoking healthcare. weed and, and drinking. Like I blew so many opportunities right, from, yeah, from right. fear of like what if my dad finds out that I yeah. like smoke weed all the time? You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. And like just when I got sober this time I realized how many like different occasions I like blue because of drugs and alcohol yeah how many times it called the shots and um yeah you know so i did that landscaping job like for like 11 years i like ran this company for this guy and uh you know right around i want to say like 2001 ish or something like that 11 years was right out of high school you started right out of high school is your your dad from jp he is my bud the like one of our guests, Franny Ho, he said he looks just like the guy I grew up with with the same name. Yeah, that's my dad, Joe <laughs> yep. Strews. That is his dad. Um, yeah, we so. Wanna, um, how are we sounding? Anybody say anything about yeah, that? Um, yeah, they're saying it sounds fine. Nice. Uh, I think it might just be something f- yeah. on the headphones. Me so and it you didn't want to be real too. So it didn't blow our ears out. <laughs> yeah. Because we were pretty loud. Yeah. So. Um, Dude, that landscaping job was was the best because I'd go to work at 7 a.m. and I didn't have to talk to my boss again until the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know? uh-huh. So that allowed me to have my alcoholism run rampant. And, um, yeah. you know, before I was 21, I got my first OUI. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Like, so... I'm out drinking with my buddies. We're at Tiki Palace in Braintree. If anybody remembers that place, <laughs> yeah, right at the right at the intersection. Right. Yeah. So they just turned it into something else. So we're leaving, and we cut across the parking lot at this Dunkin' Donuts, and like there was always usually be like a bunch of kids that hung out there. Someone threw something at my car as we were driving past there. I stopped the car. I put it in park, and we got out and beat the dog shit out of these kids <laughs> kid in my kid in my back seat my buddy mike he uh he got out of the car and just pummeled one kid and like so there was like a ball of brawl at this dunkin donuts and, uh, did you even know if it was them no idea just no whoever idea. was right there we were like a couple scorpion balls deep we weren't yeah. behaving you know yeah right and uh the cops show up and like <laughs> i'm driving my dad's like 1985 black camaro and no one's in the passenger you know no one's in the car and the cops pull up and uh they're like whose car is this and we're like (laughs) 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 and the kids like immediately like ratted us out and um you know they they looked at uh, they took my license stuff like that so i ended up like getting arrested and you know it was my first oui i got i got caught and um that was like my introduction to probation and and alcoholics anonymous was part of my you know that's common my punishment yeah, you know had to go to three aa meetings a week and um that's when that was like the first time in my life that i felt even even less than you know from the beginning you know like i said like my so you sister, felt less than less than dude, less than less than because yeah. like you know growing less up in braintree like my mom was a teacher you know okay. like you so you felt good guilty family. Yeah, and I just felt like such a maggot, you know? And, uh, yeah, because... Embarrassing. embarrassing. You, you were raised the right way, and you knew that, like, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. Exactly. And um, so around that time is when I got introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I go to these meetings in Braintree, the St. Thomas More meetings. Get this thing, paper signed. Sign my paper, you know mm. what I mean? And um, yeah. 
so I met some older older guys there that are actually still going to those meetings today. A couple of them are still, still oh, really? taking over there. Yeah, um, but like that, that to me was. I thought it was like a bottom at the time, you know. I'm like, oh, I got to get my shit together. It is ridiculous, you know. Yeah, and uh, it could have been. Yeah, so it's funny because I ended up putting booze down for a little bit, and that's when you know oxys came into the picture. Oh, so you know everyone knows how that story goes. But I remember, I remember people in my life thinking I was doing so good because I I drank like I was a big drinker back in the day. Like I'd go to my my friend's house like after work, and I'd bring like a twelve pack with me, and like I'd yeah. have a couple beers. Like no one else was even drinking, you know. And uh, I'd throw a couple back, you know. And uh, so when people started seeing me, like, not with a beer in my hand, they're like, oh, he's doing so good. Yeah, right. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> no you know? clue. Meanwhile, I uh, I developed this habit, you know. And um, so now I'm, like, hiding this stuff and making up lies and, um, you know, just – Doing things that I, I I never thought I'd do, really. Mm. You know, I started stealing money from my oh, family yeah. to get to get those pills and stuff like that. And um, yeah, because they ain't cheap. Yeah, those were oh, so ridiculous. They expensive. were not cheap at all. You think about it, I could I could scrape together fifteen bucks and get off e. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean, or worth height of my. I can't imagine. Oh, I need eighty bucks I mean, for, yeah. for no. one pill. For one oh, pill to get off man. e, I need eighty bucks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so. Oh. I forget that must have been like bucks would give me jam sandwich. Should be maybe higher than two thousand balls. I think two thousand four <laughs> is really when I started like hitting those really hard. Yeah, because I did OCs for a few years before like, you know, kind of getting into the dope and stuff like that. Like I was. Oh, you went to heroin. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was. I was already doing heroin. The OCs like busted out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. Me too. They I, I got me- sober in one so. They gave me OCs to detox at, at NORCAP, my first detox. They gave me <laughs> oh, OCs, shit. yeah. Wow. Tens, thirties, twenties, and tens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were just here last week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had insurance. You know what I yeah. mean? My first time. And I was like, I was like, these people are crazy. You know, they told me I'm, I can't drink because I'm a heroin addict, so I can't drink. They're out of their mind. Yeah. yeah right? And I went right home. No idea. Drank my face off, and it didn't work out so good. It's crazy, man. So those yeah. came into the picture, and, um, you know, not not that far after that, I got... So I'm still working for the landscaping guy. It's 2005. The Oxycontin habit is running rampant, and I'm still mm. drinking, too which is kind of insane, but I was doing both, whatever, you know, and um, I remember one night I had a party at my buddy's house. Now, I had gotten that first OUI, and I never drove, like, without a license or anything like that. I was like, I don't want to get caught, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so on nights that I would get really banged up, I wouldn't drive because hmm. I like, didn't want to lose my license and have all that stuff happen. Still and, uh, living at your parents' house? Still living at parents' house, yeah. yep. And um, so I'm at a party one night, get all banged up, and um, I'm in South Braintree. I live in East Braintree. I'd end up getting into a fight with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we broke up, and I just got wrecked this day. Like, started mm. drinking and, and getting high very, very early in the day. And um, it was August, August 5th, 2005, actually. I remember the day vividly. And um, <laughs> so 
I decided that I'm going to walk home from South Braintree to East Braintree, right? This party sucks. Like, I got to get out of here. And uh, as I'm walking home, I'm walking by my boss's house, right, with this shiny red dump truck out front. And my boss is in, you know, New Hampshire. And I'm like, oh, man, I'll just take the truck home. I'll just take the truck home. <laughs> yeah, I know where the keys are. You know? Oh, and, uh, boy. Yeah, so I get in the truck. And uh, I'm just, like, driving recklessly, and um, I was actually going to meet a buddy of mine at the Varsity Club, and um, and I called him right before I pulled in, and he's like, dude, just go home. Just go home, dude. What are you doing? Oh, you yeah. know? And I'm like, you know, probably called him, like, a pussy or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, <laughs> fine. I'll go home. So I leave there to go to my house, and I'm... Uh, for some reason, I always took back roads, but this time I didn't. I drove down that stretch of where Archbishop Williams High School is. Yeah, So if you know yeah. where the Varsity Club is and, you know, where Archie's is, I fell asleep at the wheel. It's like a half a mile. It's like a half a mile. So <laughs> wow. I don't remember anything except for waking up and there was glass all over me. Ugh. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? Lucky and you didn't uh, kill somebody. It's the back. So, I, so what happened was, I suppose, is... I was driving super fast, fell asleep, crashed into two parked cars, ended up in the middle of the street like, er, like that. And, uh, you know, the cops, like, showed up, and that was my second OUI. Uh, <laughs> and how old are you now? 21? Uh, I'm, like, 2005, so I'm, like, Jesus, 24 years. No, wait. I'm, like, 20 or something like that. Yeah, around there, like, 2021 maybe. And, uh... So yeah, I get I get arrested, and this time I'm like, oh man, I'm in I'm in big trouble this time. So this time I get put on probation where like I got to take drug tests and all that. And uh, yeah, this yeah, is the, the time when I'm I'm kind of diving into AA a little bit more. So I'd get like one month, I'd get two months, I'd mm. get three months, and uh, and I drink or or whatever. And um, I ended up failing a bunch of drug tests, and I got sectioned to Plymouth High Point. So you you were pissing for your P.O. Dirty. Dirty. Yeah. Several Just like, occasions. fuck it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. If it's going to be dirty if I miss it anyways. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, you know, I was completely powerless, man. Like, this thing had yeah. me. And, um, it's against your own will. Yeah. It's my own will, man. Yeah. Like, I remember my probation officer said, he looked me right in the face and he said, listen, kid, I'm going to give you a break. It's like, if you can show up on this day sober, like, I'll... I'll try to get you some help or whatever, right? And um, I think it was like October or something like that. And I ended up going in there, and I was wrecked. Like eight thirty <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, you know, oh my, my PO was like, "Jesus Christ, kid! Like, I don't even have to drug test you. You're on, a mess." On OCs. Yeah. 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 And um, just so a obvious. mess. Just a mess. And um, dude, I saw somebody on the train the other day. Young kid, uh, you know, probably, probably, like you say, twenty years old or something. He's just, he's almost leaning down into somebody's seat with him. You know what I mean? He's standing in front of him, but he's leaning, leaning, leaning. I see the NA key tag hanging off. You know, it's like, a, oh, yeah, man, say yeah. a little prayer. Hopefully, he doesn't die before he gets it. Yeah, you know I mean? it sucks. People man. die Crazy. before they get it all the time, all the time, you know? all the time, man. And and we're we're the lucky ones, man, for sure. I know. You know? I. Honestly, like today, in the past two weeks, I'd say six or seven 
people I know have have passed away. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I'd say in like the last two weeks. It's ins- no shit. insane. It's sad, man. You know, wow. and it's like, like the these people like had it at one point. Mm. You know, yeah. Or, or, or so we think, but right. that's how insidious and powerful this disease is. Well, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta you gotta have respect, man. And you gotta keep growing. You gotta keep it, it, working on yourself. Keep yep. uh, praying. I mean, for sure, whatever it is. I mean, this is what works for me. I can't say what anybody has to do. Right. I have to. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know what I mean? I know what I have to do. Absolutely. So now you show up wrecked. Some your wrecked. POs. <laughs> and uh, you, you would have thought that I was going like jail for like twenty five years. And my family being in. I don't think my mom was there. I don't think my mom could even show up. Um, She's probably too sad. Um, but I remember being in the courtroom and seeing, like, my sister and my dad. <laughs> you would have thought I was going to, like, the electric chair. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> going away for 30 days. To right. Second. 30 days. As soon as you get in there, you kill someone to join a gang. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I ended up going. This is before Matsy was even open, man. I went there, Plymouth High Point, and um, so I'm there for 30 days. And that was my first. I, I didn't even. I never even knew anyone that went to detox. You know, like literally, like where did, where'd they end up sending you? Plymouth High Point. Oh, really? For thirty days? Yeah. So wow. So I'm in there, man, and like I didn't understand why people were like would they'd be back in like eight days? Like people would come and leave and and come back, and I'm like, what are they doing here? What's going on here? You know, I'm stuck here for thirty days. Like I ain't ever coming back to this place. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that's what I said when I was in for thirty days. I was in jail. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, and I was I was in the SECC, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the, the old the Bridgewater, old Bridgewater, yeah. and I was I was looking at fences that I did when I was seventeen. I put up, and I was looking. They're keeping me in now, and I felt like about this big. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was never coming back, and I went back. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So so I'm in there, and uh, you know, people are coming in. They're doing commitment stuff like that, and I was just like so like. I felt like I was so far gone that there was like no help for me at all, you know? I'm hearing these mm. guys come in saying, like, oh, my life's gotten better because I've done X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm, you didn't believe <laughs> I'm it? all washed up. Yeah. Did you, oh, you, thought, you thought it wasn't any for you? You're not, not yeah, there for you. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be able to do it, man. And uh, I remember leaving there, and I started, like, diving into this thing, you know? And um, I ended up... I ended up going to some meetings around, like, Braintree again and um, Quincy and stuff like that. And uh, this is probably, like, in between 2005, 2008. And um, then I ended up, in 2008, I got arrested buying a bag of heroin one day. And, uh, again, I'm like, I get put on probation, man. And like, How did that happen? What do you mean? So, yeah, long story. Um, I'll try to make it short and sweet. <laughs> they saw you make the sale? So, yeah, pretty much. So, you? <clears throat> at this time, I'm uh, I'm doing heroin, and, and I'm still, like, buying OCs when I can't get heroin, you know? And uh, so, really? which is insane, but yeah. that's what I was doing And because uh, I was getting them cheap. And so I'm working, right, landscaping over by the mall and uh, see my buddy pull in. I'm like, nice, dude. I run over to the car. <clears throat> Two seconds later, like, cops show up. So I swallow mine. Boom, right in my mouth, right? And a cop <laughs> grabbed me by, like, the throat. Really? Yeah, and I was, like, down on the ground, and I swallowed it. And uh, 
was like, ah. <laughs> 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 and uh, but you know, joke was on us. There was uh, there was some stuff in in the landscaping truck, and the the kid that came to bring us our goods, you know. We had arrested for being present where heroin was kept was the charge. Wow, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. That's funny. That reminds me. I was at the plaza one time, high as an old <laughs> and I'm and I'm trying on leather jackets. <laughs> I'm trying on these leather jackets and uh and I wasn't gonna buy them. I didn't have any money. Right, I was, right. you know, <laughs> and, and uh there was a uh, uh, I saw the two um security guards in front of the store and they're looking at me. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. So I had two bags in my, my front pocket. And I'm looking. I stealthy. I put them right in the jacket. I'm looking at the jacket. <laughs> take the jacket off. Put it back on the hanger. And I walk out. The cop, I was just about to, I was going for the door. The cop grabs me. Puts me up against the wall. And he says, between you, me, and the wall, these are yours. I don't want to see you around here anymore. Oh, he found the hair? He found them. Oh, they man. had them. They, they were on me. But they couldn't. They I don't know. Yeah. They probably could have fingerprinted him or something. I don't yeah. think it was going that far, but no luck shit. out. Yeah. That was a close one. I got arrested <laughs> another time. The coats. I know, right? <laughs> like, damn, I look good. <laughs> Fucking delusional. 50 as a cents in my pocket. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need me a new leather. Dude, I, used to, I used to go to the mall, right? And uh, I'd go in this, like, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but upstairs is like a cologne, like, basically like a whole store of all cologne. It's not like Macy's or anything like that. Right. You know, they sell, like, ghetto cologne. Yeah, yeah. And, and they jump sell off. some decent stuff. So, yeah, the jump off. So I'd go there, and I'd just spray it on myself, right? Like, oh, I'd yeah. just pop in, boop, boom, right? Walk around, <laughs> smell good. <laughs> smell good. I'd walk out of there. And I remember being there one time, and uh, the lady was like, you never buy. <laughs> you <Yeah>. never buy. <laughs> so embarrassed. Yeah, like, right? Yeah, you're right. I know. I don't have any money. I just want to smell good. Yeah. And, uh <laughs> So delusional, though. So you get you oh, get so pinched sad. for yeah, so I being where present where heroin, heroin was kept was kept. Yeah. That's that's an actual law. Wow, it's an actual law, dude. So like, <clears throat> how can we get these people? Yeah, yeah. So well, that's what it is. The craziest thing, too, man, is like I'm on the ground. I swallow this thing, and my glasses had like fallen off. And if anybody knows me, like I'm blind as shit, right? And like I remember the cop like kicked my glasses. Oh really? Like, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" Like, broke my shit all, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> squinting, trying to like, <laughs> see, wow. you know. Was... Yeah, he just boom, just kicked him, just like that. And I was like, "Wow, what a dick!" You know. So he but was angry. He was angry. Did he do was something angry. to make him angry. He didn't find nothing. Oh, because you swallowed it and went now. Yeah, <clears throat> he saw him throw it in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um. So whatever, we get arrested. And I'm at the police station, man, and like. I don't remember. I'm not, I wouldn't say the cop's name, anyways. But I forget which cop it was altogether, anyways. But they they poured that drink in my mouth. That that Ipecac. Ipecac. Yeah, dude. And I threw the bag up when they did that. And then, like oh, in no time. And then huh? they arrested that's how they got me for possession, dude. Oh, another they were like oh possession. That's as wild. Well. And I was like, damn. I wouldn't have been able to puke that thing up if I tried. That's yeah. Another, that's another, another mall story. <laughs> I was in Westgate Mall, right? Mm. And uh, I had bought like. 25 bags really good bags and i heard another security guard he was standing there with the uh with the walkie-talkie i heard him talking about me so i went right in the bathroom i swallowed every last one of them and i had no ride i had just enough money to get back on the uh bat bus and uh so i called uh freedom i called oh yeah this dude he's dead now but i called him and uh 
was like, take me to CVS. Get me some Ipecaps now. <laughs> and I got it, and I threw it all up. And then I got so we got so high, and I was walking home from his house and uh, got picked up by the cops. That's when I spent the whole weekend in the holding cell. Mm. And while I was there, I threw up into the toilet, and there came a couple more bags. And... Um, yeah, I just flushed him because I didn't want to get arrested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got you for possession after you got puked me up. For possession, yeah. So once again, like, I get put on probation. Triple you know, double probation. Like, Damn. I'm like, you know, now I'm really embarrassed, of course, you know, like, let my family down, like, all this stuff. And, um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so again, I'm like, on, on drug testing and, and I fail. And, like, I, I was so lucky, man. Like, I've never been to jail. Never. I'm so oh, lucky. Yeah. So lucky. Like, besides, like, the couple times they held you for a little while while they, you know, bringing you to be sectioned. But, uh, and, like, you know, never been homeless. Like, my family never kicked me out. Like, I'm so lucky, dude. Like, my yeah. story is probably so, like, cookie cutter compared to a lot of people, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, um, that's a jailable offense. You get possession of Class A. Yeah, so, have, so I don't know why they didn't, they gave me a chance, man. And, um, you know, again, like I had a, a cool probation officer and, you know, he's like, kid, like you got to do something like, you know, you're failing all these urines. Like I suggest you just go to, go to treatment, you know, either, or, or go finish your jail time. And, uh, I remember being like, Hmm, what's the better option here? You know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's easier and um, this is when Matty had first opened, I think, and, you know, he ended up going there. And this is in 2008, 2009. <clears throat> so, again, I'm, like, in this treatment facility for 30 days, and I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get out, you know. Um, while I was in there, I met this dude, Jimmy, this little small dude, and uh, he was, like, a he was a God guy. You know, we would classify him as a God guy for sure because that's all he would talk about. Mm. He saw something in me, man. He, he, he was told, in there for treatment? No, he worked there. He oh, was he one of the counselors there. Okay. there and, um, or he, like, ran, like, a group there. Yeah, right. And um, so for some reason, like, he saw something in me, man. Like, he came up to me one day and was like, let me ask you a question. Do you pray? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. like, legit nope for an answer. And he was like, I think you should try. And, uh I was like, what have I got to lose, you know? And um, mm. I remember I went into my room. So it was four men to a room. And, and I remember going in my room. No one was in the room. I shut the door. I hit my knees. I said a prayer. And I, like, looked over my shoulder to make sure, like, no one was, like, yeah, able right. to make Who's fun watching? of me. Yeah. yeah. I don't want anyone catching me doing this, yeah. you know? And uh, I just asked God to, like, take the obsession okay. away. And, uh, and he told me to do that again in the morning. So I did, man, and, like, so I'm in this treatment facility. I'm stuck in here for 30 days, and I remember, so that morning that I prayed, I remember this guy had the 3 to 11 shift. <clears throat> I remember walking down the hall. That dude. Uh, the dude, Jimmy. Jimmy. So he's coming down the hall, and he's like, Kevin, my man, and he, like, gave me one of these, like, pew, pew, how you doing, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, this dude's such a creep, you know? <laughs> and uh, he had asked me if I prayed that morning, and man, and like it hit me for the first time in my life. Like it's three in the afternoon, dude, and I haven't thought about getting high all day. Mm. Are you shitting me? Right. Like that's insane wow. to me, you know. And that was the first time the since first I'm time. like thirteen, fourteen years old that I remember. You know, I'd wake up, you know, fiending to smoke a blunt 
back in the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so always something. I needed to to have some sort of drug in my system, and like I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, dude, I haven't. You know? Mm. And he like winked at me and was like, "Told you, you know." I, I told know, you, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah. so from from that day on, man, Very like cool. I started paying a little more attention in the groups. And uh, before I left there, um, gave so the cracker, a cracker so hope. He did just like yeah. just a little bit, man. That, and, uh, that mustard seed. So mm. I started doing that every day when I was in there. And a couple of days before I left, I'll never forget, man. This this commitment comes in, just two guys. I think you've heard this story a thousand times, probably. But um, so this young kid comes in; he's all tatted up, you know. And there's this other guy with him, and uh, so they're telling their story. And it's Friday night, and uh, and they shared that you know at the very end they revealed that they were father and son, and they no longer get high together. They come to bring hope to treatment facilities, and like this is how they stay sober. They give back, mm. and I was like, wow, man, that's amazing. You know, like it really, yep. really hit me. And, uh, you know, they said they were from um, this group in South Boston. Um, Sobers Better was the name of the group. And, um, you know, I was just like, I was blown away, man. I'm like, maybe there's something to this. And, like, I'll never forget, like, that night. So we were at, you know, people playing cards, this, that, and the other thing. And, like, there's a group of kids that are like, I can't wait to get out of here and, like, sell my EBT card. To get tatted up like that kid, you know? <laughs> and then it was like there was like a group of people oh. that were like, "I'm gonna go check out that meeting." And I was like, oh, "I think I'm gonna go check out that meeting when I get out of here," you know. And yeah. um, nice. so I've still to this day, like I never went to that meeting, but it, <laughs> but it gave me some hope, man. And like this, this was a young kid, and uh, you know, so from that moment, man, when I left that treatment facility this time, I'm like I'm gonna give this thing an honest shot, and that was in like 2009. So I got a sponsor, um, <coughs> got a home group, and I started, like, you know, doing the things that, like, they, they talk about night and day, you know? And um, so I go back to my landscaping job, and both my friends are getting high. And, and I stayed solo for six months, you know, because I was going to AA. And, and this is around the time I think I met you, maybe. Yeah, this and, is when, um, when all the Johnnies and— yeah just madness and yeah, um yeah. so i was able to kind of like see what they were doing and i didn't think i was better then i just knew that there was something else out there that i could be doing i could better myself and like i'm still on probation at the time and um you know so there's that level of fear or whatever but i started i started meeting guys like chris and and a lot of other guys that you know, we're kind of like younger because I always went to meetings where there's a lot of older guys and I didn't really like identify and stuff like that. And uh, mm. yeah, man. So like just from that like little, you know, that commitment, the guy telling me to pray, stuff like that so stuff started like kind of getting me think like maybe there is something to this. Right. And um, Because you, you, were, you were seeing that it was working for other people. Seeing the result, man. And like I'm literally watching these two kids getting high in front of me every single day. And I'm like, you guys do your thing. Like I'll. I'll yeah. go out here and start work, you know? Yeah, and, but, uh, I mean, that shit starts to weigh you down. You it know does. What I mean? And, uh, yeah, you so, don't want to be doing that if you can help it. Right, so, you know, I'm going on commitments. I'm doing the deal. And, um, you know, so there was like a two-week period of where work took over, the prayer life slacks. Mm -hmm. Now I'm hanging out, going to bars, just drinking Red Bulls. Oh, yeah. You know. Not you know advisable in early sobriety. Yeah, so... Uh, so I'm able to put together six months of sobriety. 
And um, so I get a six-month chip on a Sunday at my home group. I get off probation on Tuesday, and I get high Friday. Fuck. Yep. And uh, son of a yeah, man, it was uh, it happened quick, and and I know today that it was uh, it's because I stopped doing the things that I was doing, you know, and uh, and and that's that's how fucking that's how fast it can happen. It happened so quick that I was like, I couldn't believe it, and I was sucked in immediately. Like you would have think I had, you know, I had never had stopped really because right, saturday right. morning came oh, and i'm like the, oh i don't feel good you know like i gotta do this again and like, yeah just after one day oh, wow. calling the shots. yeah i wasn't really sick no dude. no that but that's the mental. thing it's it's mental, such a yeah. mind fuck uh, yep. so yeah that was uh that was in april of 2010 so my sobriety date is the 4th of july 2010 and so from nice. april to july I, I I shit you not, man. Like I, I wanted to get sober pretty much every single day, and I, and I just couldn't do it, man. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Like I remember at the end there, like so in June, my mom had got diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Shout out to my mom, she's the shit. Um, <laughs> so she had got diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and uh, she was in the hospital at South Shore. And had to go visit her, you know. But I was yeah. I was getting high at the time, and I remember I walked in to see her, and I was wrecked, you know. Oh yeah. And I'll never forget, man. Like if I sat here for five minutes and like really like thought about it, I'd probably cry right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, because mm. it, it hit home hard. And uh, she looked me square in the face, and she said, <coughs> "So real quick, like there's an AA meeting right across the street that I was going to, yeah. at Old South, Union. Old South, yeah. Oh yeah. And um. So she looked me square in the face and was like, why can't you just walk across the street and get the help you need, you know? Mm. And I was like, just like truth right between the eyes. Like mom was just like, you know what? (laughs) And uh, let me break you off with a little something. Yeah, that's a a good point. And uh, (laughs) dude, I'll never forget. Like I I left that hospital that night and, and I got high in the parking lot in tears. Yeah. You know? And like that's when I knew like the gig was up, and I didn't Frothy get sober for like appeals seldom suffice. Yeah, absolutely, man. No. And and I didn't get sober for another month after that. Yeah. You know, so like that was that was, that hit home hard, man. And like I'll I'll never forget that feeling of being like I don't want to be doing this, and I can't stop. Like it just had me. It had yeah. me in a you know you don't want to do what you're doing, but you have no idea how to not do it. Yeah, just completely like lost all. You know, it's calling the shots. It like I'm, I'm getting high with my own so, without my own it, permission. And then it's, the brain, then it's even worse because you've already had a taste of not doing it. Yeah, you and know, then, and, you know, it's that lizard brain thing that that where uh, we evolved to to um, act mm-hmm. before we think too much. Yeah, the primal, the primal lizard brain is called the amygdala. Yeah, and so like. If something's coming out of the bush, you got to act before you start going, well, what's that? And the thing eats you. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that's, I think, what the, I'm pretty sure, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, that's what that, that's cueing mm-hmm. into. Like, you're, 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 it cues into that um, idea of you don't think about it, you just go do it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just becomes instinct. <laughs> yeah. You know, and even, like, so even today, I'm, I'm still bad strong, at like reaching out and calling habit. people when I'm struggling. You know, I like beat myself up for a couple of days and then I'll like yeah. reach out and like pull yeah. my heart out to someone. Absolutely. But at that time, like I, that didn't even like, that thought didn't even cross my mind to like tell someone, hey, I'm struggling. You know, I just like avoided all sober people like in mm. general, you know, <laughs> just like let me just keep them away. Yeah, yeah because the, the 
preconceived notions that we have in our head is like, oh my god, they're gonna think that I'm oh, that I'm man. an idiot and that I can't fucking do this when when yeah, that's man. so far from the truth. Like, well, I think even even you could think to yourself, well, I'm gonna think I'm an idiot when I see that they're still doing it and I'm fucked up. It's I can't face yeah. that yeah you know, that guilt. And like you know, your sober friends know when you. Fall, oh, when yeah. you fell off, you yeah, know? it's like so I was a fool yeah. oh, where's Kev? Oh, he's on vacation. You yeah, know? so yeah. so real quick, like my sponsor <laughs> called me one night when I was like getting high, <laughs> and uh, dude, it was like nine thirty at night, I think. And um, so I, I landscape for a living, right? That's what I'm doing at the time. And like I remember, my my phone rings, it's my sponsor, and I'm like, hey, dude, I'll call you later. Like I'm still working, and like I hung up the phone. And I'm like, what a fucking idiot, dude. Like, what am I, trimming shrubs in the dark, dude? It's 9.30. with, like, a floodlight on. I'm like, yeah. the gig's up, dude. Like, people know what's up. I'm just, like, avoiding <laughs> all people. And, um, you know, so, yeah, so that's June in uh, in 2010. Yeah, I'll try to, like, kind of wrap this up, speed it up a little bit. But, like, you know, that feeling, if I could have got sober for anybody at that moment, it would have been like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get sober for my mom. You know mm. what I mean? Like she, mm. she's right. I need to do this. And like, still a month went on, man. And like, I, I literally did not want to be doing what I was doing. And um, oh yeah. So finally, like, I call a few detoxes, and and you know, I couldn't get in. You call um, detoxes yourself? I did. That's, I, I took the good. first plunge. So I had been sectioned twice, and so I had never been to detox like on my own. Mm. And now I'm starting to call, and I can't get in anywhere, and uh. I didn't want to go to Brockton High Point because I knew, like, that sort of protocol, and I knew I was going to be sick. So I'm calling, like, Andrew. That has, like, 40 milligrams of methadone is, like, their protocol. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stuff, you know? <laughs> Have, hasn't yeah. even been to detox, but he's calling the ones that he knows has good drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Yo, I heard they give this starts. over there. Yeah. And uh, so I couldn't get in there, so Brockton High Point had a bed open, and, um, you know, my – my dad and my buddy Dave drive me to detox, and uh, you know, you would think that like I was, I thought I was better than everybody. I get there, and I'm like, this food sucks. These people suck, yeah. you know. So uh, I remember being in there, right? So I stayed for a day and a half, and I left. Day and a half, couldn't take it. I'm out of here. But like. <laughs> So I went, you know, my sobriety, it's a 4th of July. So I remember, like, fireworks going off and stuff. And I'm, like, think I'm missing out. Like, oh, I wish I was at the Brockton fireworks right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, never in my life have I ever even been to the Brockton fireworks. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But you can hear them. I could hear them. It yeah. sounded so awesome. Well, actually, it might not any, have been fireworks. Any excuse, You were on yeah. the south side. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I end up going and... uh I end up going to treatment, and I I manipulate my dad. Like, Dad, I'm going to leave here. You know, you got to come get me, or I'm going to, like, you know, just walk out. And um, so, you know, he comes and gets me. And as he's picking me up, my sponsor's bringing someone in the door to detox. Wow. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, what fucking Godshot. terrible yeah. time. Oh, you, you want to leave here? Yeah. Like, Here's your sponsor. out of all the programs in Massachusetts, this kid's got to be driving someone to detox at the exact moment wow. <laughs> that I'm leaving. And, it's pretty uh, cool, actually. It was pretty cool, man. And, uh, you know, so I have this master plan. Like, I'm, I'm going back to mom's house, but I'm going to chase AA, right? I'm going to chase meetings. Like, I know what to do. 
And, uh, you know, my counsel was like, you're never going to stay sober if you do this, you know, like all this stuff. He's pushing further treatment. Further treatment, further treatment, which, you know, obviously good advice. Yeah. Um, I just was unwilling to hear it. And um, so it's like a Monday afternoon. And um, so I get back home, right? I'm at home in Braintree and uh, I start blowing up my drug dealer's phone. Like viciously, you know. just like, I got to meet you, dude. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Right? So like, but you weren't sick. No, no, not at all. I just didn't, didn't want to be, you know, feel what I was feeling. And um, right, you were sick, but so I not that's not physically. Finally, get the text message that's like, I can meet you in 45 minutes. Right. So mm-hmm. at the time, there was a meeting at Old South, the beginners meeting that was 45 minutes long. Right. So I'm like, in my head, here's the manipulation. I'm like, I'm gonna get my dad to drive me to that meeting. I'm technically taking my mom's advice because I'm going to that meeting that she told me to go to, right? <laughs> but I'm really going to meet my dude. And uh, so I get to the meeting, man, and, like, I'm in there. I'm waiting for the text the whole time. Like, I'm there for one reason, and, and it's just yeah. to meet him. You know, I had no license at the time. And uh, so I get the text. It's like, I'm not going to be able to meet you tonight, bro, right? And at that exact – this is, like, all these signposts, like, all these things, like, happen and, like – the, the light like goes off right so i get the text and i'm like god damn it they're like does anyone feel like they you know burn a desire does anyone burn have a desire, burning yeah. desire right and uh so i raised my hand in the meeting <laughs> and i said hey sucks this whole program sucks wow like half you aren't even sober and i like <laughs> i like roasted the whole entire room like wow. and, and bashed like the whole entire program of alcoholics anonymous and uh you know, I was just obviously a sick, sick kid, and um, mm, mm. I got one of these when I was done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy. Someone clapped for me. And uh, <laughs> so the meeting's over, and, um, you know, I, I went up to a couple of gentlemen and asked them. So I was on my ninth step when I relapsed. You know what you probably got in the reality was you probably got half a meeting who said a prayer for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, someone was definitely praying for me. So how yeah. sick and twisted my thinking is, I was like on my amends when, when I relapsed. So I, I run into a couple guys that I'd known, and I said, uh, will one of you guys take me through steps 10, 11, and 12 <laughs> so I can get better? <laughs> yeah, because you can just like hit the pause button. You know what I mean? And they're like, Jesus Christ, kid, you know, you're in rough shape. And uh, <laughs> So the next night, right, I go, so for some reason, I don't I don't meet my drug dealer that night. Prayed in the morning. For some reason I didn't call him. I didn't mm. call him that, that Tuesday morning. And uh I ended up going to the living room group men's yeah. meeting. I was gonna say living room group. Living room group men's meeting, man. I walked in that room and I had seen a lot of familiar faces and uh, I'd seen this kid who was eight months sober. Shout out to Phil. Saved my life. Yeah. Um Phil. And uh this kid just had something special about him, man. Like and I had asked him to, to and, sponsor and, me. And man. crazy because I watched that kid mm, yeah. before he got it like so many times and pull him aside like, bro, everything isn't funny. Yeah. You got to take some shit serious. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, it, you know, like now I'm watching this kid and it's like watching you now, you know? Yeah. So in that six months that I had prior, I had met, you know, guys like Chris and it was like a little crew of us that like ran around to meetings and, uh, 
Yeah, we had know, a good. Phil Phil was one of them, and and I relapsed, and he stayed sober, and and he ended up being my sponsor and taking me through the book, and um, mm. man, it changed my life. It changed my life, man. And like for the first time, I was like willing. You know, I, I'll never forget. I said, uh, "What do I do?" And he's like, "I want you to read, you know, the doctor's opinion and call me tomorrow." And I was so fearful. Like I I went home from that meeting and I read. And I, like, wanted to call him. And I'm like, he's going to think I'm a loser if I call him already, you know? Really? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to think I'm a bug. And, uh, dude, I just called, man. And he's like, awesome. Like, I'll be at your house tomorrow. And, like, so we started started going through the book together, man. And, like, in a short amount of time, like, started feeling better, man. And, like, so now I'm 90 days sober and I'm, like, through the 12 steps, you know, and then, I started feeling pretty good and like I'm going to these meetings in Braintree that I used to go to now Chris can attest to this right like I literally would dress like I I was like an extra in like a rap video right like I'd have my hat like on sideways and like flat brim yeah like chin strap black and pink hat black and pink shirt black and pink sneakers you know just like I don't know who I was trying to be but whatever so I'm going to these meetings right now. I'm looking for sponsees because, like, this is what I got to do to, like, you know, keep this thing going. And uh, <laughs> if you go to these afternoon meetings, there's like a uh, there's like a table of guys that have been sober since, you know, I always say that between like three or four of them, they have like 910 years of sobriety. You know, <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. just been around forever. And um, I was like, hey, if anyone needs a sponsor, like, holler at me after the meeting, right? Like, that was my message. (laughs) And I'll never forget, like, this one guy, like, roasted me after I spoke and told told me that, uh, you know, I was in rough shape and, and I didn't have anything to offer anybody. And, like, I remember, like, looking down at my feet and, like, kicking one against the other. Like, he's right. <laughs> I yeah. don't have anything to offer, you know. Really, and this guy Dick came up to me at the break, and he told me, uh, he said, "Keep doing what you're doing, kid. Like I've seen you come around here for a long time, and there's something different this time. Like keep doing what you're doing." Mm. And that gave me so much hope, man. And like, there's been so many, like this time around, there's been so many like mentors and so many like people put in my life at at the right times, of where it's like, you know, I just needed help at those moments, man. And like, I need some, I needed someone to tell me that. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a or little else bit I of hope. Like, oh, he's right. I'm a loser. You know? Yeah, like, right. What am I doing? You know, and uh, it's been crazy, man. So this time around, it's it's literally like been. You know, Phil told me to pray for the enthusiasm to stay sober, to stay fired up about being sober, and to stay fired up about recovery, man. And like, if it's one thing that I've done right every day since I've been sober, like that's it. You know, I wake up in the morning, wow. I have my own little routine. Like nowadays, it looks more like. I read some literature on the uh, my spiritual toolkit app. Um, just kind of fill my mind with like positive, positive stuff, and like get right with God before like I, I do anything. And um, you know, I, I pray for that enthusiasm, man. And like today, it's it's my outlook on life is different. Like there's so many things that you know before I got sober this time, I thought everybody in my life would be just better off if I was just dead. Right, that that was like one of the last thoughts I remember yeah. before going to detox yeah. this time. Is like that thought. you know, like everyone's better off if I'm just gone, and uh, yeah, I don't feel like that anymore. Yeah, too. That's I mean, and I'm like, you know, I'm full of drugs and alcohol at that time too. Like that's right. like clouded. A, you know, I'm not. You know, Polluted. I'm. I'm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, to to feel like that is so sad. Looking yeah. back, 
you know, yeah. to feel like that. And You um, know, uh, what occurred to me today on the train, uh, uh, you know, I used to think, or maybe it was the other day when I saw that kid, I used to think like I was kind of like part of this group of people who was kind of like, uh, like, you know, just different than the than the normal mm. person, you know what I mean? Yeah, because we were all running around doing drugs and stuff, you know? But I, what I didn't realize was I was part of a group of people who I was part of the damaged and the sad, mm. you know, and the and the misguided and, and the scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's sure. the group of people I was part of, and, you know, and, and yeah. with some guidance, you know, we, we, we heal. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, it, and it's much better to be on the other side and not be part of the damage and the sad and the misguided and scared. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, it's like my mindset today, man, is like, how can I be helpful? You know. Um, hmm. You know, and guys That's like you, like mindset. you, I, I remember being, you know, newly sober and being like, okay, so when do I have to stop doing all this stuff? Like, when do I like? Yeah. <laughs> when do I get to a point when do where I graduate? Anything, when you know? do I graduate? And here we are tonight. Like you guys have been sober for for a long time, and you're doing this on a Thursday night to like you know help others. You know, yeah. Well, like, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was uh, off on my own thing. I, I I wasn't going to meetings. I mean, I was uh, whatever twelve years sober, twelve and a half years sober when we started this, and. Um, and uh, when I got the idea for this podcast, it just came over me like a wave of goosebumps. Yeah. When I decided that I wanted to do something in recovery, and and I know what that was. That was a gift to me mm-hmm. because this was a way to get me back involved. In recovery. Right. Sure. Right. For and, sure. And like, no question. Like all the things that that we've done, just because of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? We get we get to go to these events. Do we got? We get to sit down, and I get to interview the sheriff of Plymouth County. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was an inmate in right, Plymouth yeah. County. You know what I mean? The <laughs> DA Timothy Cruz. Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah I was an honest student. Yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, so like, you know what I think of sometimes is that uh, that sunrise vigil we went to. Oh. Oh, Dude, that was wasn't so that the best? Awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that the best? And all I could think of was like, this happens every day. Mm. Right. So many sunrises I missed, and this is just so cool. And the only reason I'm here is because of the the community, the sober community. That, yeah. That so I, so what's what's life look like for Kev today? Uh, yeah, man. So no more no more cutting edges at fucking nine thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we threw in the towel on that. Um, dude, my life today, man, is beautiful. It really is. Like, uh, I have a ton of good people in my life. Like, I was thinking about this earlier today of like how when I first got sober, I, uh, you know, I was like fiending for sponsees. Like, I just wanted like right. a whole crew of like sponsees. So I, but, could, like, but what was that out of the back? What was that? What I mean? Yeah, that was exactly. ego. And, and now I realize today that like I do, I do have a squad of like good people in my life, and it's like. I learned from all of them. Yeah, it, it, but it's not like it, but what? you didn't even have to do anything to get them there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, man. Like it's when like, you just like fall back and just let it, shit dude. happen, it's so insane how everything like works out. Yeah, like I realized so much this time around, like how little I know, like yeah. in, in all aspects of life, man. Like I, I literally learn from so many different people. There's so many teachers in my life. So, of there's like, a lot to know. In you the know, universe, and, right? and for me, man, it's like. I needed to have this stuff broken down to me, like, so simple. You know, like, mm. I had a sponsor that told me, 
this recovery stuff's like riding a bike up a hill. Don't have a stop pedaling, kid. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. And he's like, watch, he, oh, he goes, watch the people that stop pedaling. They fall on their ass. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, so I just haven't stopped pedaling, man. Like, I continue to try to, like, just show up and, and, and be, like, you know, I always say, like, the best version of myself. And, and that looks like shit sometimes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's, it's like a shell of a person who, like is envious of everyone right you know that's right we go, and when we when go in reality right I'll, I'll tell this story real quick how are we doing on time do i got a little time yeah yeah quick you're story good. You're good. yeah so when i got sober this time no license right living at home with mom and dad i remember i went to walmart with my mom right <laughs> we go to walmart and i picked out a mongoose bicycle right like for myself Right? Like, yeah, mom, <laughs> like that's the one. You know what I mean? <laughs> pegs in the front, pegs in the back, dude. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I rode that bike to like meetings in the beginning. And like, you would think that, like, you know, during the day in Braintree, you wouldn't see many people. Like, I could walk from here to Braintree and probably not run into anyone. But like, you put yourself on a mongoose bicycle, you run into like everyone. Hey, Jeff, <laughs> how's it going? You know what I mean? Um, so, like, that's where my life was at, right? It was like literally like, I was willing to do whatever it took. Like, I would ride that bike to a meeting. Right. And, mm, and whatever. Yeah, became willing. That's uh, so important. And and today, so it's like, you know, sometimes I'm, like, not willing to do anything. You know? I'm, like, so lazy, I feel like. Oh, you yeah. know? Mm. And, like, I, I have like to check that. myself and be like, dude, look at the things that you've done to get where you're at. And, like, you know, I'll I'll go through waves of scrolling facebook and instagram being just jealous of people yeah yeah oh yeah and it happens and, bro. and if i think if i'm honest with myself and i look back and paint you know like i told my story or whatever and like what i do today is is try to like not compare myself but when i'm really honest with myself and i'm like look where you came from dude like you're like you can't bitch about anything dude. right you didn't leave braintree for like 28 years but that's and, that's and now you've that's traveled humanness. like to some amazing places and like the people in my life and stuff like that and it's like yeah finding gratitude is, is a nice and, nice little and that but that's the yeah. thing of that's, sobriety right i i i swear that like that's what social media wants you to do mm, absolutely you know so like if i scroll through my news feed because I visit the pages I visit as much as I do, mm-hmm. I don't have all that stuff that I'm envious of. Right. I get the shit popping up where it's like, yo, yo, who can I share this with? Yeah, like, yeah. I got to repost this because, you know what I mean? Like, For shit sure. just hits me. Mm. And, you know, uh, it's taken me fucking 18 years to get where I'm at. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I've been up and down and up and down. And it's like, I don't know, like right around the time I was meeting you mm-hmm. was when... I, I was here for a long time and I ain't done shit. Yeah. I ain't done yeah. no fucking work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I was like doing that same shit at the same time as you, mm-hmm. but I had to sit here and, and, and suffer for a lot know, longer. That's crazy. I don't you know, know how you did it. I, God's grace. That's how <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, for sure. Only way. When I was only on my way, way over here today, I was, <clears throat> I was in a hurry. Now there was a massive traffic today, and I was just rushing and rushing, and. uh this person was backing out of a space, and they were taking a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a car in front of me, yep. and I was behind them, and I was going to get my coffee, because I had to get my coffee. I mean, I've been awake since, sort of, you know, before 4 o'clock. I need right. a cup of coffee to do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm in a hurry. And I beeped. I'm like, come on! Yeah. That car in front of me went through the drive through in front of me, went after that 
backing up person left and all this. I get up to, to like, they paid for your coffee. No way. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. I feel <laughs> that was, how, God was like, oh, yeah? Yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah, right? as, soon as, I, as soon as they I, they said it, I looked in my rear view mirror. Anybody I can pay for? No? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it, isn't it crazy, though? Yeah, like it is, man. Like, before, it used to take such a long time to, like, notice those things. For sure. But once, like, oh, yeah. you're, you're in tune and, and, and you, you know, like the things that I, I I think about and and that I practice today are so much different than oh, man. even even a couple of years ago, hmm. you know? Because like I I I gotta get on some meditation, yeah, I mean, I, I, like you know, it my just, mindset, my my outlook on life is different. And yeah. I was talking to someone about this earlier today too. Is like the way I react to things. Like that's oh. the biggest gift that's of, the, that's of me the, right. going through that's right. your biggest going power through in like life, this program friend. and like having these mentors in my life that I look up to. Like I can still react like an asshole when Absolutely. things don't go my way. Like Absolutely. I'll be the first one to admit that. But like my from what it used to be like pff, night and day. And yeah. how good you is know? it when you nail it? When somebody's out of their mind and they're trying to trying to push their emotions on you, and you're like, "No, oh, God, people nuts." I don't, yeah. want, I don't want that emotion, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I'm only human, or whatever it is. You yeah. Know, yeah. Well, yes. what, what can I do so for you? Good. How can I help you? How can I help you? Get How can I help you in this situation? mind cramp that you've put yourself in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's even, lovely, even but from it's... just a year ago, like the way I react to things is different. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, like. It's it's crazy. Like once you start thinking a certain way and, and conducting yourself a certain way, certain people come into your life. Yeah, it's like you know, like these vibrations that you're putting out there, like mm. are, are are connected with other people, and like life today is so much different than it was. Like the things that I used to look forward to, and and like they were they were all like outside stuff, and like they weren't gonna last. Mm. You know, like I don't I don't give a shit about the material things that I have. You know what I mean? It's honestly, I like material things. I like shiny shit, but it's not going to yeah. determine yeah. how I feel anymore. Yeah, well, you chase that, and then you, you what's the next thing? Yeah, what's exactly. The next thing? What's right. the next well, thing, you know? you know, I, yeah. I mean, I'd just like to be able to to have a different, uh, like a, a lifestyle where I work a little less eventually. <laughs> right. You know more I mean? time yeah. is what I'd like. More time. More time. Exactly. That's all I really care. But, uh yeah, man. I mean, you got to be aware of the blessings, right? Without right. a doubt, man. Like I, I listen to like a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, and a lot of them are like, you know, some of them are motivational. But lately, I've been listening to like a lot of stuff that just like makes me laugh. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I cannot like tell you like when I first got sober this time, and I like belly laughed. I was like, I couldn't believe like yeah. I didn't remember the last time I laughed. And, and it's sad. Dude. Some like, of the people that we hung out with, bro, yeah. like yeah. that's all we did. <laughs> right. That's all yeah. we did. Like you go home with a, your stomach hurting, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and your face cramped up because you're fucking <laughs> laughing and smiling so there's, much. There's a lot to be grateful for, for sure, man. Yeah, especially like, especially around this time of year, man. I remember my mom used to like buy Christmas presents for people from me. And like yeah. they'd open it, and I'm like, "Oh, you're welcome." Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. You know I know, I mean? right? <laughs> and it's like, you know, not that like buying people stuff is, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But like, it's nice to be able to like, you know, do that for people and just Giving like, things is just like show yeah. up for life, man. Yeah, like, be like a life good is, person. Life is beautiful. Yeah. Life is sweet. Life is 
fairly short. Yeah, think about oh, yeah. others before yourself, man. That's right? that's a blessing for sure, you know. All right. All right. We so, did it. Yeah, we're about there. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, yeah finally you finally get sure. you on. I know, right? You know. <laughs> Everybody, uh we appreciate and love you people too out there. Yes. Um sure. anyone that is interested in uh coming on and sharing their story, you can you can message the page, you can message Tom myself. Yeah, um, man. You know, we, we, we're we always looking for guests. We can work with something that'll work for you. Um, and if you happen to know anybody who's um, tech savvy and wants to come on board on the team. Yeah, anybody that know. wants to donate any type of assistance with us would be greatly appreciated. Please hit hit the like buttons. Yes. Uh, you can find our audio podcast at lolterms.com. Or subscribe, iTunes. Subscribe to the platform that you prefer. Uh, we're yep. available on many Yep, um, iTunes, Google Play, and, and like, subscribe, share. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right, peace. Peace. I live in this world full of anger and hate, and nobody 